0: Here it is. Uh, Nationals right have traded for Brandon Kinsler. Boom, according to Chelsea Janes from the Washington Post. Okay, we don't know for what, but Brandon Kinsler to the Nationals.
1: It makes sense. It's a team that addressed the bullpen a couple of weeks ago when they traded for Sean Doolittle and Ryan Manson from the A's. But you're still in you're in this weird window if you're the Nationals, where you've got some great great players right now and you need to make it work around Bryce Harper. They've if been you, good for a long time here. And, and they haven't they've, done anything. They haven't cashed in, man. Yeah. Part of it is because that one year they shut down Steven Strasburg, and I think they probably could have gone deep that postseason. They yeah. had the horses. This year, they clearly have the horses. Bryce Harper's, I mean, he's not even technically in the athletic prime of his career. But if you're at Washington... You don't know how long he's sticking around, so you've got to always be in win now mode. Adding another bullpen arm, I think, makes a lot of so sense. So
0: here's what's interesting: before we we don't know what the return was yet, but Brandon Kinsler to the Nationals, and uh, and now yeah, Ken Rosenthal's on this, so it's happening right now. The Nationals on. don't really have a defined closer. That is a bullpen by committee. They traded for Ryan Madsen yep. and Sean Doolittle, both guys who've closed in the past for Oakland and Philadelphia. And now they have a third guy who's, you know, Brandon Kinsler has been closing. But it wouldn't shock me if he if he wound up getting some saves for this Nationals bullpen. So Washington added, in the last week and a half, added three late-inning relievers yeah. with closing experience as they load up to help Bryce Harper. And Anthony Rendon is hitting right. like 320 with a bunch of bombs. Ryan Zimmerman's
1: this year. having a sur- uh, resurgence um, late in his career. I I look at this and I wonder okay, regular season, this is fine. You're probably going to be a good team. How does this team manage the bullpen with Dusty Baker running the show in October? I'd be very skeptical about that if I was a front office, but what choice do you have? He's your manager. I'm curious to know, are they going to do what the Indians did, which is basically use four relievers last year throughout the postseason and said, okay, we trust you guys. If the game's on the line, you're in. If the game's not on the line, we'll save you for tomorrow. They didn't go to more than four guys, really three guys in high leverage situations. I wonder if the Nationals are going to be able to pull something like that off, because that's what you're going to see the Houston Astros do in October. The Yankees are going to do that in October. I don't know what's going to happen here, but I'm pretty fascinated to see what kind of role Kinsler will have, not only the rest of the regular season with Washington, but once it gets into the postseason, what kind of pitcher will he be for them?
0: Uh, I've got the return for you here. All right. The Twins landed Tyler Watson, a left-handed starting pitcher for the Washington Nationals. Twenty years old, and um, the number the numbers are I, I, I've never seen him pitch, so we'll have to get us... If you could find a scouting report on Sharing. Tyler Watson, we I'll can share it right. with the uh, the Facebookers here. So I'll just yeah I'm I'm learning about him, and uh, we both are as the Twins make this trade. So. He has a 4.35 ERA in 17 starts for Hagerstown, high A uh, affiliate of the Washington Nationals, 93 innings pitched, 98 strikeouts. So he's a, he's a big strikeout guy. You're striking out almost 10 batters per nine innings at any level, and that's, that's a big strikeout guy. Two and a half walks per nine, and only seven home runs allowed in 93 innings. So some potential here. He was a 34th-round draft pick out of Perry High School in Gilbert, Arizona. Pretty rare, that, and that was in 2015, that you would see a 34th-round high school kid yeah. not go to college. But uh, that's who the Twins landed, according to Ken Rosenthal, for Brandon Kinsler, a guy who won't factor in best-case scenario for at least two more years. And I know that that might be frustrating. There's probably a lot of fans thinking, man, Brandon Kinsler was, was, was an American League uh, all-star representative, but you're basically trading two months of a guy who, on most contending teams, is a seventh-inning guy, eighth-inning guy. He's not really your lights-out flamethrower. He has one of the worst strikeout rates of any pitcher in baseball. He's, he's a quality pitcher, but this is the return. If they would have been able to package Irvin Santana with Brandon Kinsler, that might have made for a much more uh, plentiful return. But if you're just chiming in with us here on on Facebook Live, Derek Wetmore, Phil Mackey, trade deadline has come and gone, and the Twins, at the last second, have landed left-handed starting pitcher Tyler Watson, A-ball, 20 years old, from the Washington Nationals.
1: I've got a little info. I didn't know Tyler Watson before this trade. Um, Baseball America ranked him the 27th prospect in the Nationals organization uh, after last season, so this winter. Um, and I'll try and find that scouting report, dig that up here. But, you know, 20-year-old who, as you mentioned, skipped college after being drafted in the 34th round, but still only in low A. Um, I'm not saying that he won't be something, and I think what we talked about this earlier on the video. If you're just joining us, we've been doing Facebook Live video for, I don't know, 45 minutes here, leading up to the trade deadline, wondering, will Brandon Kinsler be traded? Will Irvin Santana still be here? How about Brian Dozier? Kinsler, we thought was the most likely. It adds up. He's a free yeah. agent this winter. You don't need him. Um, no offense, but it, you're not winning this thing. You're not going to the postseason as the American League Central representative for sure. The wild card race got really messy in a hurry for the Twins. The postseason picture just started to get ugly. So, capitalize, get some future assets in here. I think we were kind of talking about earlier in this video. If you don't trade Brandon Kinsler. That's frankly a little bit disappointing because you don't need him the rest of the way. Yeah. Try and get some value for him while you can. Tyler Watson, I, I don't know enough about him. Haven't seen him pitch, at least not to my knowledge. So it's not to say like this isn't going to work or what a bad return. We'll have plenty of time to dig in on the prospect and see why the Twins liked him. But what I will say is that getting some value for Brandon Kinsler, if indeed that's what the Twins have done here, I think that's the smart play. I think that's the long term strategy. And this doesn't mean that they can't be competitive next year. It just means, well, you weren't going to the postseason in 2017. Capitalize on some of the assets that weren't going to be back anyway.
0: So he is, let me see here. I've got a scouting report from nationalarmsrace.com. And I don't know, I want to find, like, velocity on this guy. We're learning about him as you guys are. But ultimately, yeah, you're right. You're trading two months of Brandon Kinsler for... Don't expect Multiple you know, yeah. six to eight depending on how long he stays in the pipeline. Speaking of pipeline, MLB.com's prospectpipeline.com sure. has him as the seventeenth best
1: prospect in the nationals okay. organization. All right. So I wonder because so, they update that. The baseball America one was the off season that I was talking about. Yeah. M I L B and, and, and their pipeline um, reporters and stuff, they update that throughout the season. Like I think they want I think they update that maybe right after the draft, I want to say. And so that would be the the newest. So number seventeen, I know you can't just compare organizations. It's not apples to apples. So with that precursor out of the way, Ooh. what do we got? Yu uh,
0: Darvish was traded. Really? Yu Darvish has been traded. Okay, that's according big, to Ken
1: Rosenthal. That's big
0: dead. Source well. Darvish traded. Okay. This is so fun, man. Yeah, dude, I love so it. So we've had Sonny Grego, we've had we've had the three big dogs, Sonny Gray, Hugh Darvish, and Brandon Kinsler.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all go <laughs> exactly at the trade deadline right. here. We were all wondering, baseball world was watching coming into <laughs> today. Will these three guys be dealt? So the question is, will he
0: go to the Dodgers? The Astros have been suspiciously quiet. Yep. With a loaded farm system and a team ready to win the World Series.
1: And not sure and what you're Lance getting.
0: McCullers has been terrible for 10 starts. Bingo. Dallas Keuchel just came off a two-month stint on the DL. Was bad in his first start back. The Astros need him more than the Dodgers do. I don't know, My man. timeline's just on fire right yeah, now. Yeah, it should be. This is awesome. <laughs> this is, so this is fun. great fun. Uh, Derek Wetmore, Phil Mackey. I know there's people just joining us here. On Facebook Live, Facebook.com slash 1500 ESPN. And if you're, if you're new to our twin stuff, our Touch 'em All podcast, you can find at least once a week on iTunes and also on, um, I'm blanking, 1500, I'm so excited, 1500 ESPN.com. <laughs> Big you Darvish and, uh, fanboy, are you? Yep, and our podcast partners at Podcast One, too. So. Let me say a couple of things Dodgers to the Dodgers you Darvish, darvish to, the to the Dodgers I
1: was just going to say what's it like to be Ken Rosenthal We're over-modding so hard right now well dude it's trade so deadline geeky. Day. this is baseball christmas <laughs> i think that if you're Ken Rosenthal and you get that text hey darvish is traded like do you think Ken Rosenthal's excited about it or do you think he's done this enough that he's like oh okay that's a transaction
0: i think he probably i think his
1: phone was smoking as yes. he typed it in <laughs> right. all caps
0: and then and then he just Combusted into right.
1: midair. Probably needs out. to replace that cell phone after all the keystrokes the last uh, last couple of weeks. But um, we'll get to you, Darvish, in a quick second because that is big news in baseball. That could that could very literally shift the power dynamic in this year's postseason. Like Man, the Dodgers it, could go from like yeah, one of the best teams in baseball it, to World Series favorites. if they
0: get. So Clayton Kershaw has been playing catch mm-hmm. three days in a row. If Clayton Kershaw comes back, and now we're talking Kershaw, you Darvish, good luck, boys. Alex Wood, go get him. Ryu, the best closer in baseball. Mm-hmm. And they just I think they landed a couple other. They landed Tony Watson and two other lefties today, so they're going for it all. Baseball is, is, is more fun when the Yankees and Dodgers are playing well and spending big money and forcing teams like the Twins and the Indians to play little engine they could. I love when, I love when baseball is set up that way.
1: Sure. Uh and I think that if you look at the back to the twins trade, the other Seismic shift in baseball power dynamic. Brandon Kinsler for a low A ball pitcher. Um, I think that if you, you you could just compare organizations, which you can't really do, but you know that is one of the things that I'll look at just to get a proxy, just a general estimate of all right, how good is this guy? And it's not really fair because if you have a terrible farm system, your 17th best prospect might be a guy who has no shot to play in the big leagues, and if you're a loaded farm system, your 17th best prospect might be like trade fodder for a big time arm yeah but i want to know who's the 17th best prospect on the twins milb pipeline and i'm going to pull yeah. that up so right you know now. i
0: actually i i looked this up for i can't remember what experiment we were doing but like nick birdie i believe was 29th now and that might be post tommy john surgery they bumped him down i'm pretty sure right around 16 or 17 is the 21 year old prospect
1: they got from the yankees 16, Zach Little. Yep. You're right about that. Yep. So here, let me give you the kind of middle tier. And again, Washington Farm System is going to look different than what the Twins is. But here is the latest from, this is MLB Pipeline. So it's MLB.com's entity. And so who do they have working on that? It's Jim Callis, Jonathan, Jonathan Mayo. Mayo. And, and I don't know if they have other minor league reporters contributing to that. Mm-hmm. But their list is is just to give you a general idea and obviously we don't know if this guy's going to slot in right at 17 but number is Brent Rooker, the SEC king I really who they like just drafted.
0: Him. I that's that's an interesting well, interesting bat for the Twins.
1: If you get to call him then I get to call number 13 right ahead of him. This is both of our guy Blaine Enlow. Are we the, doing like a Twins prospect draft right now? I'm just going I'm just <laughs> going in order. So 13 Blaine Enlow I get Royce Lewis. Interest. Damn it, I was going to take Lewis. <laughs> if you go 13-14, uh, we just mentioned those two from the draft. Then Lewis Thorpe, he's an arm you've heard about for a while. Zach Little, he's the guy that just came over in the Yankees' Jaime Garcia trade. Yeah. Probably the more highly thought of between uh, between Little or Latell, whatever, however you pronounce it. And I think Dietrich the extra ends. L on the end
0: means it's like Littell. I think... I would, if I had to put money on it, if I were a D-Gen yeah. gambler. I was going
1: to say that I, not being a degenerate, I'm not sure I'm going to put money on the pronunciation of his name. But he's number 16. He's probably more highly thought of than Dietrich Enns, who's the guy that came over Yeah. also in the uh, Yankees trade. 17, Lamont Wade. He's a guy that I've heard kind of behind the scenes. Pay attention to this guy. He's maybe flying under the radar a little bit good prospect in the twin system. Number 18 is John Curtis, and I think you're going to see John Curtis this year. Like, he's the guy racking up all the saves for Chattanooga.
0: Yeah, so uh he's but I think he's with Rochester now, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I think he just got promoted okay. maybe as 2 weeks ago. I've been I've been buried in trade deadline talk, but the way that I look at adding another arm to the system, I don't I don't have to know the first thing about Tyler Watson to have a general assessment of this trade and we'll dig into the numbers here before this video closes you already brought them up we can talk about what they mean i don't have to know like the first thing about him as a pitcher to say smart move it might not work out but what you're doing is you're buying another lottery ticket yep. you're saying hey this system needs more pitching just like i've been telling you about for weeks we talked about it in this winter well, yep. we're probably talking about how the twins need to add pitching this year in february january they've done that they traded john ryan murphy for a reliever. They traded Jaime Garcia for two prospects. Maybe they surface, maybe they don't. The point is, you gave yourself another chance. And then they traded two months of Brandon Kinsler for another pitcher who, you know, he's probably going to go to low A with the Twins. I'm yeah. guessing you're not going to see a lot from him this season, but he's a guy who has a chance to climb up the ladder. You just give yourself as many chances as yeah. you can.
0: Yeah, I would say it's really hard as a fan to be excited about. A-ball pitchers you've never heard of. Sure. The guys they are getting back in these trades. And I I get why it's a buzzkill. Our buddy Eric Perkins at Care11 just tweeted, uh, trading an all-star for a single-A pitcher feels like a fleece, but I do understand the process. I do trust the Twins front office. And, yeah, it's a a, a total buzzkill in the short term. I think the way to wrap your head around the silver lining here is Derek Falvey helped build the Indians pitching – into one of the best young pitching collections of any team in baseball. Thad Levine came from Pitching Rich, Texas. The Twins have had a really hard time pumping any draft picks or any international signings through the system and into the top three spots in the rotation for 10 years. So if these guys came in with pitching backgrounds and said, let's start to stock the cupboard with... Pitching lottery tickets and arms and minds that we deem to be, yeah, you know, future contributors. Just building up that base of young pitching, and then hoping that Derek Falvey and Thad Levine are able to convert those lottery tickets into cash, right. More often than the Terry Ryan-led front offices, and that's a really low bar that they set. It just is.
1: Yeah, recently especially. Yes, and and, and cash obviously in the figurative sense, right? You you turn those. No, lotter- I mean like actual cat. i would okay. trade them all Go get for money player to be named later hey i'll cash, sell yeah. you the rochester red wings for a million dollars um, um the we win- still
0: haven't seen where and, and we're following yep. the you uh, darvish return have not seen what the return is yet so oh. we'll, we haven't forgotten about that if you're watching along with us we will tell you what the dodgers had to trade for you darvish
1: when we see yeah it. i i think that the the point you're making is a solid one let's dig into watson's numbers just to like I'm not going to be able to discern just sitting on his minor league baseball page, but I can tell you how I think about minor leaguers. Maybe yeah. maybe this would be a fun exercise, Phil. It, tell me if if you think about this way differently. This is the first time I'm looking at Tyler Watson's minor league baseball page. Tyler Watson, if you're just joining us, the return from the Washington Nationals for the Brandon Kinsler trade. Send out Kinsler basically at the deadline. Yeah. My guess is they had a couple clubs lined up and said, What's your best offer? We'll pull the trigger with five minutes to go or yeah. whatever it is. The Nationals must be the team they like most or whoever had the most need, someone willing to give up a prospect for a late-inning reliever. Here's how I dig through a minor leaguers' stats page. Before, I, found, I found
0: an actual scouting report right up by the way, finally. So that's you awesome. Could, you do that. We'll combine it with this. And we'll sure. See. So – Hey guys, before we continue on with the rest of this Touch All podcast, it's Phil Mackey here for all of you Twin Cities area listeners to tell you about Luther Brookdale Toyota 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard is the location. My family and I have been going to this car dealership and service department for three plus decades. And there's a reason for that. It's the best in the business, the smartest and friendliest people in the business. They'll treat you like family. So find out why my family and I have been going to the same dealership and service department for multiple decades right on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com.
1: Long-term, I'm going to try to, well, if I can see him pitch in the fall league, that'd be really great, but that's not always a possibility. If I can uh, find any video of his mechanics, that's helpful, but it's not the immediate thing I turn to. I, frankly, I just look at the guy's numbers, and I try to discern, is this a guy worth digging out? Should I Should I text some people to figure out, or is this like a nothing arm? And to me, I'm looking at his numbers right now, I don't think this is a nothing arm. I think that the Twins might have got something of substance here. Granted, it's a low A guy, so take that for whatever it's worth. He's in the, what is it, uh, is he in the Midwest League right now? Uh, No, he made it up to full season. Doesn't matter where he's pitching. He's in uh, a full season A ball in the Nationals organization. Now, with that out of the way, this season he's only got 22 innings. So I start to wonder, is there an injury there? Why has he only pitched 22 innings in his age 20 season in the minor leagues? Yeah and I'll figure all this stuff out. My guess is he's been limited in some way, either an injury from last year or he got hurt in partway through the year. Um, then I go and I look at his strikeout totals, and here's where I'm encouraged if I'm the Twins. I mentioned 22 and a third innings, 35 strikeouts. Now, you don't know how many batters he's faced in that time. I think K per nine tends to be over-exaggerated a little bit because you know a guy like Michael Tonkin can have a high K per nine because he'll strike somebody out, walk two guys, hit a guy, Give up a double, sure. strike out two more, mm-hmm. and he's got a great caper nine. Mm-hmm. The percentage of batters you strike out is much more important to me, so that's kind of what I look for. On this page, yeah, he's he's only got twenty two innings, so I take it everything with a grain of salt. But he has struck out thirty five batters. He's walked ten. That's a really high number. A little bit of a red flag. And a pony, uh, opposing hitters are hitting two ninety three. Let me give you more of a scouting. So I'm I'm all in on the stats too, but.
0: Um, four four three ERA by the way this year. He's been more hittable than a guy who is six foot six, which is what he's six foot six. Is point, he? Yeah. Uh News to me. Tyler Watson throws left handed, and this is from minorleagueball.com
1: Are we looking at the same? I think you might be talking about his record. He's listed on minor league baseball. No, he's six
0: foot. He's six foot five. Whatever. Six foot five. Six foot six. They list
1: him as five eleven here. Are we even looking at the same guy? <laughs> Let me see. Wonder if I'm <laughs> in the wrong organization. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't think that's the same guy. Um, maybe
0: there's... I mean, it's a common name, so maybe, it's, maybe there's more that than one. That would be out so funny. All right, but we'll the scouting out. report I found, he throws in the low 90s with okay. heat and already throws strikes with a strong curveball changeup coming along and highly intriguing prospect with breakthrough potential. The Twins also, according okay. to Mark Feinsand from MLB.com, received international... Uh, spending money for international okay. signing period. Uh, sorry, the, so that's worth. The, the Twins sure. got that back. Yep. Oh, okay. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other people are doing the same thing. There's a Tyler Watson in the Mariner system as well. Uh, so that's what so I'm. So you got to be looking at the across. Tyler Watson in the <laughs> dude. They should go get the Tyler system. Watson from the Mariners because he's got great strikeout totals. <laughs> but so does this Tyler Watson. He okay. strikes out about 10 batters per inning. So. Hagerstown. Um, let's, let's, while we continue to look up misinformation on the internet and <laughs> yes. wait for the you Darvish return, we'll go to more of your questions here. Yeah, and let's get to And if those. you're just joining us, that's Derek Wetmore. I'm Phil Mackey from 1500ESPN.com and from the Mackey and Judge <laughs> Show and, uh, and the Touch em All podcast. If you haven't subscribed to or checked out our weekly Twins conversation, please do so. Um,
1: yeah, people are finding this on, this is <laughs> on funny. our Facebook feed, too. So, actually, I should correct myself. He is still like a strikeout and inning guy. But he's thrown 93 innings, which makes me a lot more comfortable yeah. than somebody who's only thrown 22 innings. So, my bad. I had the wrong Tyler Watson.
0: Um, let's see here. For me, count on me as being annoyed with always building for the future. This is from Chauncey. Okay. I remember in 2013 when everybody was selling future hope. The word was then wait until 2016 when Buxtor, Buxton, Meyer, Snow, and May are up. How'd that turn out? And I, and I understand your frustration, Chauncey, but um, if... You think the answer here was to look at some of the some of the returns we're talking about here. If you want a top if you want an actual meaningful, game-changing starting pitcher at this trade deadline, let's say you want you Darvish or Sonny Gray, you're gonna be giving up large chunks of your future, Nick Gordon, Steven gonsalves and I'm not even saying both those guys are gonna pan out. But being seven games back in the division with a horribly flawed roster. And a terrible bullpen, you could mortgage those future assets and land a Hugh Darvish or a Sonny Gray, and Sonny Gray would help you beyond this year too. Yeah. Um, but if you come up short, that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. I just, I just put it this way: if the Twins can get into a contention point where they are a legit ten games above five hundred team at the trade deadline, sure. I am all for trading future pieces yeah. and lottery tickets for that Johnny Cueto, which the Royals did a couple of years ago yep. and won the World Series. Yep. I will not put the brakes on the
1: Twins doing that when they're truly ready to contend. I don't think that they're there yet, though. And that's the Agreed. crux of this conversation. Yep. Um, I also think, and I'm not here to you know criticize or belittle anybody that doesn't deserve it, but the 2016 year, I've seen that thrown around, and it's like that's made up. I don't think Terry Ryan ever said... Well, we're bad now in 20... I, I'm taking back over this thing and we'll win the World Series in 2016. Yeah. If there was ever a timeline on it, trust me, it didn't come from the Twins because I was talking to those people about what do you see sort of your window as? And I guarantee you they weren't saying it was the year that Byron Buxton, 21, without having played a full season in the minor leagues. They were wait and see on Buxton. They think he has great talent and so does the new regime. Yeah, But we've seen this year... Great talent doesn't always translate in the big leagues. Yes, you still like the piece. Yes, Miguel Sano now looks like a foundational sort of cornerstone player for your franchise. But I don't think there was anybody saying that they should have been expected to win the World Series last year. Yeah, Sort of popped up ahead of schedule, in my opinion, in 2015. Regressed hard in 2016. And now they're sort of back to where... I expect them to be they they should be trending upwards. They should be about a 500 baseball team and then this winter the pressure's really on. If they don't add anything this winter, I think they deserve all the criticism in the world cuz now this team's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Now you've got you think you know what you've got in Max Kepler. You think you've maybe answered the Jorge Polanco question, which is an unfortunate answer for the Twins, but it's he's not a shortstop. Yeah. You think you've answered the Miguel Sano question. So now that you have these sort of figured out, and Jose Borreos might be leading your rotation next year, now what? Now you go supplement it. But I think if you try to supplement too early, that sometimes you can cost yourself down the road.
0: Uh, A couple things here, and we're going to wrap up pretty soon, but we'll give our final thoughts on... The twins at the deadline and going forward here. And we want let's let's stay on the feed here until we find out what the Rangers received from the Dodgers for you, Darvish. But MLB Network Radio tweets this out. Brandon Kinsler found out he was traded to the Nationals today while on a safari in San Diego on the off day. Quote from, from, from Kinsler I was feeding a rhino. <laughs> <laughs> that <got treated. laughs> That's great. Who right. tweeted that? That's really good. MLB Network Radio. Oh, just, I love that. Sent the tweet out. I, was, um, I was feeding
1: a rhino. Yeah, he's a great dude. Great story, too. Having pitched in the International League, been cut from two different organizations that said, you're not good enough and you're not going to be good enough. And he came back, showed them that they were wrong. But if you're the Twins, you have to capitalize on this. I think they got the value play. I I had the wrong Tyler Watson earlier. Now I have the right Tyler Watson. But still... Getting a pitcher who is going to rank in your top you know, organizational 30, rankings are probably a little overrated, but whatever. Sure. You get a pitcher who might contribute in the big leagues in a couple of years. I think that you have to cash in on that value if you're the Twins.
0: Uh, something else to note, I saw Phil Miller with this on uh, social media from the Star Tribune. A year ago, the Twins also traded an All-Star at the deadline. And that was oh, Eduardo right. Nunez. <laughs> yeah, okay, and they wound up with Adalberto uh, Mejia in that trade, and he's Funny in your starting works. rotation. So one year later, and he's you know he a four point oh seven ERA. He's been serviceable in the starting rotation. He hasn't been magnificent, but he's been you could live with that as sure. a number
1: four, number five starter. Disappointing in early. I don't like that he nibbles, and I don't like that after seventy pitches, he gets to the leadoff hitter the third time around, and they're like, nah, that's enough. We'll get you two times this. And he takes a half hour between yeah, each pitch, too, he's so really He's hard to watch, but yeah. I do think, what is he, 23? 24. Uh, 24. There's something there. Like, he has pitches. There is a respectable starter in there, and I think the Twins can possibly mold it. That's the part. You touched on this earlier. This is another podcast for another day because it's like a deep-dive topic, maybe an off-season podcast. But what's going to define whether Derek Falvey and Thad Levine are successful running the Twins is 10 years from now, we're going to look back and say, were they able to cultivate the talent and get the most out of, in general, because some guys you're just not going to get the most out. Nick Birdie might be a heck of a talent, and it's possible he doesn't pitch in the big leagues. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's not your fault. Whatever. Chance happens. But what I will say is that if you can, on the margin, improve somebody, if you can take a Tyler Duffy and turn him into a late-inning reliever, take a Kyle Gibson and make him into a major league starter... Alberto Mejia, make him a mid-rotation start. If you can kind of move the chains in this direction, yeah. sort of pull your organization forward from pitching, that's going to be a win. I'm curious to see what happens with some of these minor leaguers they're adding now.
0: Sorry, I've been, I've been trying to stare I know, at this to try and get the... So here it is. Hugh Darvish, one of the main pieces in this trade is Willie Calhoun.
1: Oh, the second baseman.
0: Second baseman slash outfielder of 22 years old and has like 23 bombs and a 300 batting average in triple A. Yep for uh, for the Dodgers. But the Dodgers have just so many crazy good players all up and down their system well, that they're able to to trade a guy like that for two months of Yu Darvish because they're ready to win the World Series right now.
1: Which is what you're hoping to become if you're the Twins. You want to become the Los Angeles Dodgers or the Chicago Cubs of last year, the Indians even. The Indians is probably the better comparison. Build something that's ready to go win 92 to 95 games and build a prospect you know an organizational ladder yeah. that you then have the depth and resources to acquire. I don't know how well the twins would have done in a bidding war for a guy like Sonny Gray. Could they have gone toe to toe with the Yankees or could they have gone toe to toe with the Dodgers, not suggesting they should have, but could they have would they have really even had the weapons on the belt to go to be able to do the kind of things that those two teams did? I think you could argue no, and I think it's a pretty easy argument to make that. They weren't in that spot. They aren't ready to make that final plunge yet.
0: Also, think of it this way. When you acquire prospects in these trades for established players and guys who are running out of contract, guys who are going to be free agents, you're stockpiling so that you can turn it around when your core is really ready, which I think they should be next year. And now you have more weapons and assets to make those trades in reverse, to go get that closer piece, to go get that Garrett Cole or whoever it may be. Um, No longer if you... You know, At this point, if the Twins were to trade two of their top five organizational prospect pitchers, yeah. you'd be like, oh, okay, well, at least they got that guy from the Yankees. At least they got that guy from the Nationals. It, you wouldn't be trading your only two pitching prospects yep. if you were trading for a Sonny Gray next year, for instance. Um, and just to piggyback off your point, because you brought up the Indians and the Cubs and the Dodgers, sure. it's worth noting that just because you're sellers at this year's trade deadline doesn't mean that you can't contend and win big next year. In fact, just in the last four or five years, mm-hmm. the Houston Astros and the Chicago Cubs in 2014 were both sellers. In fact, the Cubs traded Jeff Samarja at that deadline to the Oakland A's, and he was one of their better veteran starting pitchers. And so I'm sure a lot of people, kind of fringe fans, are saying, oh, man, like, you, know, you keep trading for prospects and prospects and prospects, and the Cubs keep losing in 100 years. That prospect they got was Addison Russell. Yeah. Was their starting shortstop two years later when they won the World Series. Right. Both the Astros and the Cubs the very next year, one big, went to the playoffs. The Yankees were sellers at last year's trade deadline. They turned around this yeah. year with more resources, but they're one of the best teams in baseball now. Yep. So the Twins have a core, they have young pieces, they've got formidable young pieces emerging into their major league prime. Byron Buxton's got to get going offensively, and that would make a huge difference. But I still like the setup for 2018, even though, as we kind of wrap this thing up, it's a buzzkill in the short term that, yes, they had to wave the white flag here at the trade deadline.
1: Let me ask you. Did they wave the white flag enough? Would you have tried to, not knowing what's out there? I, I, I need to know what the return sure. is. Because
0: Urban Santana could still be a valuable rotation piece sure. next year. Brian Dozier. And Brian Dozier is still one of the better middle
1: infielders in baseball. Yeah. So I'm not just going to sell those guys to sell Okay, em. fair enough. There weren't. Uh, when I looked through, try to find other pieces, I wrote a column Saturday that said the Twins should wave the white flag. It sucks, but here it goes. And uh, and then they made the Jaime Garcia trade, yeah. thus confirming that belief. But you know, I looked up and down, and I'm like, they don't have a ton of guys that you would expect to get a big return for. And we've known that for a little while, but it was kind of interesting to see it fleshed out. Like short term, Brandon Kinsler, uh, Chris Jimenez, and Jaime Garcia. Well, okay, yeah, you'll get you got a couple of pitching prospects because you'll pay Garcia's salary, mm-hmm. and you just got something for Kinsler that looks to have value. Well, you move past that, you weren't getting anything for Chris Jimenez apparently. And uh, then you have to go to guys who are have longer control. Irvin Santana. Tumenes might be your closer for the last two yeah, months right. of the season. I'm only kind of kidding when I say I that, know, too. I know, I know. Well, <laughs> they didn't have a lot of like team control pieces that you thought, ah, maybe Dozier, maybe Santana. Yeah. But after that, it's guys like, you know, Robbie Grossman. What are you going to get from him right now the way he's been hitting lately? Kenny's Vargas, you're going to get anything from Kyle Gibson, Hector Sonia. No, you're not getting anything for these pieces. These are not difference makers on World Series contending teams. So in some ways, yeah, disappointing in the short term that they're selling. But I can also see the argument that, well, all right, if you couldn't sell any more than that, fine, so be it. Uh, Let me ask you one final question and we can... Bop out of here. This was this was a ton of fun. We Super should, fun. Yeah, we should do Our this. Our equipment
0: worked well here for the first time. Shocking. You and I have done
1: this. Yeah, I think that uh, we may take this on the road or something. Do some more Facebook lives.
0: Yeah, or, the, or out of Mr. Hubbard's executive yeah. conference room and somewhere else. Should we do this on August 31st at, at the waiver trade deadline wow. when guys have to clear waivers? To Chris be Jimenez cleared. You know what? I remember it was a huge deal like six years ago when the Twins, it was reported that they had put Joe Maurer and Justin Morneau through waivers. And everyone thought, oh my God, are they going to try and trade Joe Maurer? But I guess teams just always put everyone through waivers. As Is a it, way to cover up
1: bluffs and sure. different things, they transactional just thing. It. They just they're playing chess and they say you can pull them. Might back as well off put a to. guy on just in case. Yeah. Twenty nine <laughs> teams don't call our bluff, and now we're free to trade it. Yeah, exactly. So it happens. Who closes for the Twins now? I know you said earlier in this video and on your radio show, doesn't matter who cares. Hmm. But if you're Paul Molitor, you still want to have a representative. Let me take a peek at my options months. real quick here. Well, I'll give you your options: Taylor Rogers, who's gotten rocked the last week. No, he's a no. Tyler Duffy, who had a good run
0: early in the season, now, and I like him as a two-pitch pitcher. He might be fun because he would get so anxious in moments of stress, and yeah. then if he were to get out of those jams and get the save. The celebration fireworks would explode. We could see a Fernando Rodney bow and arrow celebration. I don't know if he's back. Things going down.
1: Yeah, I I don't know that I'd go to him. He didn't get out of the inning the other day. Isn't he the one that gave up the Alonzo shot? Um, Probably. Anyway, he's pitching an extra innings, and it's like, (laughs) and if your fastball is ninety two and you can spot it, and you do have that big curveball, there's something there, but it's not exactly. Andrew Miller stuff. You like, know who that's it not should breaking be, but it's
0: not going to be, and it's it's on him. Ryan Presley. This yes. should have been Ryan Presley's baton to take. Yep. And in fact, he's one of the two or three biggest buzzkill players that that pretty much prevented the Twins from being buyers at the deadline instead of sellers. If, yeah. if if Buxton had lived up offensively to what you hoped he would be, yeah. And if Ryan Presley wasn't the dud reliever that he's been, um, and Jorge Polanco, I think they would have been buyers today instead of sellers. But to answer your question. I think you're going to hate me for this. <laughs> the Twins' new closers. Oh, I know what you're right going to say.
1: Yeah. Matt Belial. No, that's not what you were going to say. Matt uh, Belial. Maple really?
0: Isle will be the new Twins closer starting right Experienced
1: closer. Mm-hmm. Hashtag proven closer. You know his
0: ERA is, is back it's down to four he He's been a lot a better. Rock.
1: I know, I know. But still, but you can't use him on back-to-back days. They've been protecting him from that role quietly. They're not going to need, need a whole lot of back-to-back right. days you're saves. So right I, wouldn't, right I
0: wouldn't be sweating that.
1: <laughs> I was curious about your Kyle Gibson one. I don't know if you're going to see it, but like... He'll be back in the
0: rotation. Well, so what's the rotation going to be now?
1: Well, I guess Irvin, so the, you only need to fill one spot. It'll be Kyle Gibson, I'm Hector sure. Hector Santiago is... Working his way back, I don't know. Yeah. Pro- I don't know that I'd move a starter into a closer's role right now. Basically, my answer is figure it out. You got Trevor, two months now. Hildenberger could pitch in the ninth.
0: Hildenberger is is twenty six years old, seventeen and a
1: third innings, a three
0: point one two ERA, nineteen strikeouts to just three walks. I mean, yeah. the numbers are there. You watch him pitch, and he was great. The difference yesterday.
1: in off speed stuff versus fastball. He's got hitters off balance. He had a couple change ups that were read. Ridiculous yeah. on Sunday against the A's. They had no chance, basically. I think he had five strikeouts in that game. Yeah. He's an option. you got some minor leaguers who are options. I saw somebody asking on the Facebook feed about John Curtis, the uh, uh, Red Wings closer. All right. Call some of these guys sure. up. You've got September. I mean, August, you've obviously got to get through. But then you've got September. Go give some major league innings to guys. Get their feet wet and see what you have going into spring training because I think... That's where, naturally, the focus shifts now. it's Maybe it's, it's not fair to the guys who play the next two months, but I guarantee you we're going to get done with this video. I'm going to write up a Brandon Kinsler opinion piece. We might do another Touch 'Em All podcast at some point this week, breaking all of this stuff down. And then I'm going to be curious to know, what does the roster look like on February 15th or whatever as they approach Fort Myers? Fact, that's, that's where my attention turns. Something to think about until we meet again here. The Twins have
0: waved the white flag. They traded Jaime Garcia and Brandon Kinsler. Yep. I still think they could be competitive with keeping Irvin Santana, keeping Brian Dozier. They could go Bucks 500,
1: and, right, the rest wh- of the way.
0: What are the things that you're most interested in seeing? Or are you just on to Vikings football at this point and Timberwolves basketball, which is going to be exciting?
1: I'd be curious um, to hear from the, from the viewers uh, yeah. on that. And, and I'm also just spitballing off of the top of my head I'll give you five. Five thoughts that I don't have yet, but I'll think as I'm saying them. Okay. Rest of the way. What does the back end of the bullpen look like? And is it serviceable going into Fort Myers, or do you need to make one or two or three additions to the bullpen? So that's number one. Mm. Byron Buxton, get healthy. You can bat him ninth. You can bat him seventh. You can bat him leadoff for all I care. Yeah. Force feed Byron Buxton plate appearances and see what he has. Can he make contact? Does the power return at any point? Or at 24, are you still uncertain what you have going forward with him? Because I think he's excellent in the field. If he stayed healthy all year, gold glove candidate, what's the bat going to be? Because you've got to answer that. Number three, Miguel Sano, is he staying healthy? If he can get through a full season of playing third base, I think that's a really encouraging sign. That shouldn't be undersold. Mm-hmm. Number four, and you can see I'm grasping a little bit here, does Jose Barrios keep this up? Do the Twins add any new food items to target field? <laughs> yeah, well, that is a that is a concern for August and September. I'm with you on Barrios, yeah. I want to see, is this, because he has some games you've seen, Phil, where he, if the fastball command's not there, the secondary stuff doesn't matter. He I, think,
0: can, I think he gets too excited against good teams. I think you saw yeah. that with the
1: Dodgers. He did it in Fenway. He just, yeah, he just, at some point,
0: that'll just be... A natural calm for him to step into Fenway Park or to be facing some of the top hitters in baseball. But I, I still, I still think he's going to be a boss for the next five or six years in the Twins uniform for sure.
1: Final thought, and I'm, I'm cheating a little bit. I could have gone Eddie Rosario. Is this Eddie Rosario for real? You know, Zach Granite. Maybe what are you going to get from him? Mm-hmm. Um, And Max Kepler even has had some up and down weeks in the big leagues this year. But number five, if I have to round out a list of five thoughts, this is always the challenge is cutting them off and getting the last one. We're not going to have the answer in season, probably. I would say there's like a 95% chance we won't know before the season ends. Is Paul Molitor the Twins manager in 2017? Because if the Twins take a nosedive here... I don't think you can blame him. You didn't give that's him the bullpen tough. pieces to That's a really to tough succeed. spot to
0: be in. Yeah, You can't judge him on wins and losses as much. You have Especially, to judge him based on process and yeah. thinking and different things like that. If he
1: gave away two of his weapons yeah. and now ask him to go win games with lesser talent, that's that's a bit of a bad spot. But yep. I, I don't know what the answer is going to be. I'm sure what they're going to say when this question inevitably comes up is, we'll address that in the offseason. They're not going to give him a vote of confidence, I would imagine, mm-hmm. at least based on his track record so far running the twins front office derek falvey does not like to commit to things before he has to i think he's going to say that's an off-season question paul's been a great manager for us talk to you in november but man i'm really curious to see if he's back next year or if they have somebody else as the skipper
0: good stuff man super yeah, fun. fun yeah and if you guys are new to the Touch 'Em all podcast this was kind of a hybrid facebook live touch em all podcast as we watched and counted down the trade deadline with you all but we'd love some feedback and we plan on doing more stuff like this into football season as well with Matthew Collar and Judd Zolgad and some others. But thank you so much for hanging out with us during the Major League Baseball trade deadline. Brandon Kinsler to the Nationals for one of the Nationals' top five pitching prospects or so. And uh, twins waving the white flag, but a lot of good things I think we agree for this core going forward. So he's Derek Wetmore. I'm Phil Mackey. Find the Touch em All podcast on iTunes, 1500ASPN.com, and Podcast One. And uh, the Mackie and Judge Show will be going all in for four hours on Vikings and Twins, I'm guessing, tomorrow. Nice. So yeah. we will see you then and at Vikings training camp later on this week.
1: Merry baseball Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>